Yo, 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 what's the deal, man? Mike Hill, the PG, is here in the building, baby. So you know what that means. It's Courtside Thursday, baby. We are going up. I'm in here getting my triple-double on like Magic Johnson. I will say that other guy's name, but Philip is, uh, he's, he's here on Zoom. But getting my triple-double on, man, I'm on the board. Shout out to my guy, Bruce, on vacation. Uh, doing this thing But yeah Hey the show is here Courtside Radio You know who I am baby Magic Johnson of the show Mr. Mike Kettle PG Making sure this thing Is show time baby It's about to be lit Them Lakers is up uh, I-, I can see a sweep Or can they win in three games I don't know Maybe my guy Philip Will be able to tell me that But my guy Philip Is here via Zoom um, The stretch for Mr. Downtown Philip Brown The AT alien himself What's good, yeah, Philip? Yeah, good, what's good, what's good? We out here, we out here. Y'all ready? Hey, hey, it's about to be crazy today, baby, because we hey, we just preparing for this parade out here in L.A. Y'all don't even know. We out there cleaning up the streets, trying to see which way they going to go. Uh, but, man, we getting ready. Uh, my guy Mike should be pulling up soon. Um, I think Alex said he's going he gonna to tap in. So, hey, we don't know who's going to be here, but the show must go on. Just a power duo. Uh, that's me and you, yeah. Philip. We the power duo for right now. But man, we got a special guest. And uh, Philip, uh, will you have these honors in introducing our guest, please? For sure, for sure, for sure. We got we out here with D Rice, uh, Darius Rice, uh, former Miami Hurricane, went and played professional ball. Now he's down at uh, Valley State coaching now. D Rice, uh, bring yourself in. Talk a little bit about your basketball history and uh, plug your radio show, bro. Oh man, hey, I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah, hey, hey, it's. You know, being a fellow radio guy myself, man, you know, it's, it's, it's always good to help other, you know, other people be on their show, just get your name in places where people ain't heard it, man. But yeah, uh, uh, playing for University of Miami, man, you know, McDonald's All-American uh, in 2000, uh, four-year starter in Miami, um, only player to ever leave Miami scoring all four years. Um, I did a little time with the Heat, a little time with New Jersey, a little time with uh, Cleveland uh, with LeBron in 07. I was, spent some time in 06 with uh, the Heat team, championship team. I did 15 years overseas, man. I, I, 22 different countries, a um, lot of championships, a lot of, lot of, lot of bad food, a lot of all kinds of good stuff, man. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, I went back and finished my degree in 18 at, at University of Miami. Got on the staff there and started doing a little coaching, and now I'm a assistant over here with Lindsey Hunter in Mississippi Valley. Man, sure. hey, and that's 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 really dope, man. Just because you have an experience that a lot of people who are fans of hoop don't have. You too, Philip. But just that that uh, that college experience. But how was it uh, down there, uh, Miami? Right? Oh yeah, you know um, I committed to Kentucky uh, with Tubby Smith, man. Oh, and, that's uh, throwback, Tubby. Man, Tubby Smith, man, they ended up winning it that year too. I should have gone. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it came down to you know uh, I'm I'm a small guy from Mississippi, man. I was like you know Miami was my last visit, and Tubby begged me saying you know no D rights, don't go to Miami. You know you'd love it here. Come on, sign here. I said look, I'm going to Miami. And man, I went out, hung out with Uncle Lou, uh, Trick Daddy, and those guys, man. And, and you talking about a seventeen? You talking about a seventeen-year-old kid going to Miami, hanging with Uncle Lou? <laughs> you think I wasn't going? No. <laughs> and, and I know it was all oh, definitely that time. It was crazy. But with oh, it being, that, that, hey, with it being such a football school, like how did they look at the basketball program, especially at that time? Well, it was it was tough, man. You know, uh, everybody questioned my move because I was a McDonald's All-American. They're like, why would you go there? It's a, it's a football school. But I started the trend. You, if you look at Miami now, they're pretty good basketball-wise. Yeah. And I was a part of that transition to, to form Miami as a basketball school. 
Right. Uh, you know, I was there with Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Philip, uh, 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 what's his name, Philip Buchanan, Mike Rump, Ken Dorsey, Willie McGee, Clint Porter, all those guys when the U was the U, I was a part of that. And they looked at me, you know, uh, okay, he's a, he's an All-American too. You know, we, we, we fooled with him. We fooled with him. So they welcomed me there, you know, as one of theirs. And I transitioned the game, you know, I transitioned the school to be a basketball school. So, uh, you know, I can, I'm a part of that. And, and that's so dope, man, because me, I'm a big football guy, man. So just seeing that program's football team was crazy. But then I start seeing, like, oh, then the hoop is, you know, getting much better. And then you had different guys make it to the league. So shout out to the U, man. God, let me get him some hand clap. Okay. He's at Florida State right now. He tried to get me to transfer to Florida State my junior year. Miami wasn't having that. But, uh, you know, uh, I wish I could have played for him. If, if, if anything, I never got to play for him. Uh, I think my career would have gone a little bit different than the head coach I had. But, hey, you know, everyone has a different pass in life. Right. No, facts. Hey, but uh, in the building is Mr. Inglewood himself. Uh, Mike, Mr. Out of Pappy, what's good, Mike? Uh, you know what it is. Had to fall through. Big Mike out of Pappy in the wood. Came to the stew. You know what it is. Corsair Radio got my meal. Got my man Philip Three Brown. Philip and our guest that is so special. He will definitely intro him if he has not already. No, yeah, hey, he's he's dope. He already, he already intro. Yeah, he intro. Oh, that's what I'm talking. About. I'm mad I missed the intro. I was, I was a few minutes late. I had to take care of some uh, daddy duties, and I fell through, baby. Corsair Radio, we here. Yes, sir. So we are here, man. Now since we got the squad here. Um, Game one of the NBA Finals was yesterday. Yeah. And it got ugly. So it started off it started off weird. Slow start for the Lakers, down 23-10. But then they finished the quarter 19-3 run. They went on a 75-30 to run. You damn uh, right. Man, which was crazy. AD was incredible. Uh, 34 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks. Uh, Bron... Did his usual all-around game, 25, 13, and 8. Lakers made 11, 11 threes in the first half, which is crazy because you would think as a team, hey, this is how we beat them. Let them shoot these threes. But they were knocking them down. KCP. We're a horrible three-point shooting yeah. team, so it actually was a help <laughs> to us, especially when we were losing by more than 15 at some point. And I said, damn. Yeah. It was two times I left the house, had to go take care of some daddy duties, change a diaper or two. And I came back down. We was winning. We were losing. We were winning again. No. And I said, damn, this is yeah. what I'm talking about, baby. No, yeah, and then it just got ugly. But, man, speaking of ugly, it was ugly for the Heat after the Lakers made that run. Uh, man, a lot of injuries. Dragic uh, tore his uh, planter, so he he may be a, he may be able to play on it, but it's going to be tough. Uh, you have Butler tweaked his ankle a couple times, and then Bam hurt his shoulder. So it's not looking really good for the Miami Heat. But for, for us Lakers fans, all we doing is clapping our hands just yeah. like y'all hear. We know that this parade is coming. But we got our guests here first, man. I just want to get your take. What's your take on game one of the NBA Finals? You're asterisk, dude. You're asterisk, dude. Asterisk? What? Asterisk my ass. We go put the asterisk. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, tell us why. Uh, first of all, you know, in a long 82-game season, I don't think Braun or AD, one of them would have went down and they wouldn't have made it this far. But you give LeBron four months rest, it was it was a given. It's no brainer they're going to win. Uh, you know, he's he's proven again that he owns the East. It's no big deal. Uh, Goran is out. You know, I tore my planner two years ago. That's what you know shut me down in Mexico. And it's 
you know, that's six to eight weeks. He's done. Oh, so you're telling us that Dragic is done for the series? He's done. You yeah. tell that planner you can't, you can't get on your toe. When I told my planner you can't get on your toe to push off. Uh oh. And, and, and he, can do with that. he was someone who was going to, you know, the, the Lakers kind of struggled with some of the point guard play, and with Dragic uh, playing, that it was going to be, you know, it was going to say like, then how could you, you know, he's going to be a guy you can get buckets from. Now it's going to be more pressure on Jimmy Butler to play great defense and score. You know what right. I'm saying? Same for Bam. They shut Duncan Robinson out. He's not, he's a non-factor with that against them. Uh, I mean, I don't see any matchup Miami wins. You know, with a, with a with an injured Jimmy Butler's ankle. I mean, they have no matchups they win. Yeah, Smart man. That. No, agreed. So, Philip, talk about Bam a little bit. He got. What's your take, Philip? You got he it. Got injured. Yeah. What do you think about Bam and his and his? Uh, well, you know, he hurt that shoulder in the series before. You know, the last True. game he was, was holding that shoulder, and I knew something was wrong. I think they were. You know, you can see he came out with the full sleeve trying to protect it. Um, so I knew it was just a matter of time, you know, the physicality of the NBA, something was going to hit it, tweak it a little bit. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be tough for the Heat, man. You know, I don't think they have enough bodies just to, to fight off their Lakers surge, man. You know, I know they're scratching, hey. but they're just not going to do it. Yeah, the Lakers just seem like they got whatever they wanted at the basket. But, Phillip, you got some words? Man, like I didn't – I knew – like I, I was giving Heat so much respect because they did do their thing against Milwaukee. That You know, they earned it. They beat Milwaukee in five. Then they went through and they beat the Celtics. So they earned their way out of the East. So they do deserve some respect. But, man, I didn't know they was going to come in and look like that, you know. And then with all the injuries, it's definitely going to be really hard. They're just not big enough to, to face. Yeah. If they have uh, uh, AD and Braun, they're just not big enough to cover all three of those guys. And then you add in, you know, your rotation of guards throughout throughout all of that. They're I think you're missing somebody, up. Phil. Huh? I think you're missing you throw, somebody. You throw in Dwight Howard. I was just about to say Dwight and JaVale, big dog. <laughs> they're just too big. You know I'm saying say Dwight, AD, and Braun. That's the starting, the starting front. Mc, you can throw I, JaVale McGee out there. They're just too big. Yeah. Yeah. You understand that? I told, just like I told y'all before, the length and size that we have as a Lakers squad will definitely help us after the Denver matchup because we can throw physical big men at you in waves. And then outside of that, we have AD as a skilled big man that you can't guard. There's a matchup nightmare every night. You can't... Who would have been a better match? The Heat or the... Was Rondo coming back? When Rondo, nigga, got nobody. LeBron, he got the ball out of LeBron's hand. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron respects Rondo enough to let him direct the offense. Yes, and that's why. That's when you see the Lakers start rolling. Because playoff Rondo is a coach on the court, and LeBron respects his basketball yeah. IQ yeah. from another high basketball IQ profile player. Hey, so my question for you guys: y- Y'all seen the movie uh, Martin Lawrence Rebound? Yes, and if y'all remember that one part of the show where the coach said, "There's uh, the movie said they're soft inside," <laughs> and they were killing them. That's exactly what Vogel said, and they were just at the rims. It's easy layup, easy dunk, uh, Caruso fast break dunk. Bron showing out even after the buzzer. You know what I'm saying? It's just it, I think it's just going to be too much at the rim for them. The only team I think that would have competed with them from the East was Milwaukee just because they had some size and then you know Giannis would have been there but man uh Miami is just they're so banged up 
You're going against AD and LeBron. Uh, AD is all the way in his bag. And then you have KCP, Danny Green making shots. Dwight Howard is looking as good as he has all KCP year. KCP making early shots. No, yeah. yeah. KCP started making shots. I knew it was over because he's been trash. Trash. I saw Danny Green make two shots in the same time, that in the same city. And I said, this might be a good one for us. <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> Hey, I couldn't believe it. Like, what? He he just made first. First, he missed one bad. But oh, then he, yeah, then he knocked down the next one. It was just like, man, Miami might be in KCP for a long is, day. Look, KCP, thank you, <laughs> Donald Green. Actually, play like an NBA player, please. Man, it will make it work. What do you think about J.R. Smith? Why why is he not playing? I, I you get the Hennessy. You don't need him. You you just you hit you needed somebody on the bench that was gonna turn up not call not call the right timeouts and stuff exactly. like that. J- Drunk R. Smith is what we got him for. Yes. When he gets in, get your shots up. We know you're gonna take him anyway. We got him, we got him for the parade. Bro. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, honestly, I will say Hennessy everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. Like to be real, him and Deion Waiters, we got as two individual ISO players who can't get their own shot. But we have not used them or utilized them in any type of way that we actually needed in the playoffs. For a significant amount of time So no, if yeah. we do get these designated shooters And designated scores, We might be able to see some But until that time is called Go ahead sit your ass down hey. Endorse that Hennessy And uh, be bold God you, Hey it. you don't Everyone need them You want to hear D-Rice What do you think about uh, the Clippers And their downfall Oh that's the that's the matchup everybody wanted to see. And I knew it was a I knew it was a catch guy. I said, look, man, Denver was a much better team. Denver was a much better team. The Clippers really didn't jail all season, even before the pandemic. They really weren't on the same page. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what happened to Doc. You know, I see Doc got picked up today though. But I just never Yeah, saw we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that later. Yeah, I just never saw the chemistry with the Clippers all year. I just you know, I never had confidence that they would be there at the end. I just never had it. You know, even in the bubble, they had people coming in late. They had people exactly. leaving. I, I never, never felt like they were all the way in. But you see, know? so so what I ask you, D Rice, is did you feel like the Clippers were a better team coming in? Uh, Statistically and would, on paper, I think they would have gave the Lakers a better run than Denver did. Um, As most people, I just, I just don't think you know. I don't think their mindset. They just weren't all the way in. Like, They're the Clippers. I'm timing. Uh, Kawhi did all he could for what he could do. Wait, wait a minute. Paul George is not that reliable to me. Every playoff, he's not that reliable. You know, you don't know what you're going to get out of, out of him. You know, they True. talk about playoff P. I'm like, nah, I'm pandemic. Pandemic P, baby. Pandemic thank P. you. But you got to understand, they both went com- cumulative, went zero of eleven in the yes. fourth in the fourth quarter. So I'm not and counting on any of them two to make clutch buckets hey, after this. So just to uh, to move it along, um, so D Rice and uh, just the rest of the guys. Do we got? Is this a sweep for the Lakers or five games? Well, what we sweep? You I say four. Lakers in four, man. Lakers in four. I don't, I don't see any matchups that he can win. I don't care how scrappy they are. They're banged up. I just don't see anything they can win unless the Lakers just give up and let them have a game. Yeah. yeah like so what you got, Phil? Three zero, and then you know they have that letdown game. They get yeah. one in. That's the only, that's the only thing. And, and first when I come in, I say. That he can win a maximum of two games. That's why I thought I was like, okay, that he can I win. I thought a they would get the game. first one because LeBron has lost every first game this this playoffs. I thought they'd yeah. get the first. One. Yeah, except, no, we get except for Denver. Straight. I think they yeah. they, they got that first all one. The injuries, man. Yeah. That that two games for Miami went quick down to zero games and one <laughs> one if the Lakers let off the gas. You know, that's the only way I can see them winning. If hey. Jimmy Buck goes off for forty and the Lakers let know. off. 
let off the gas, then the o- only question I have is, can it be a three game sweep? Because you know they want to get back to their families. It's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I know what it is. This is for Kobe. I guess the only thing you you kind of looking at in the series is like, who's going to get Finals MVP? Is it going? Are they really going to give it to AD, or is if it just going? AD out of this, this is fixed. If they screw a, if they screw AD out of this, I know it's fixed. Hey, smart yeah. man, thank you. Hey. I've been saying that all playoffs. If AD gets cheated out of this Finals MVP. <laughs> God damn it. But actually, you know what? Side note, I will say my brother brought up a good point. If AD gets at, uh, if AD, if LeBron at least gets three triple doubles in this playoff win series, because I do presume that we're going to win, should he get MVP? Because he'll no. tie. Because no. he'll tie. They, they said the because they'll tie Magic Johnson in playoff triple but how doubles. How impact, like his. I don't really like to shout out Skip Bayless on positive stuff because he be talking BS. But of yesterday course. he was actually right. Like Bron was was front running. They were in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Bron came out yeah. super aggressive. Yeah, where yeah. it was I like, bro, they're up thirty points. Like, wh- you know why? Like, first of all, why did he play ten minutes of the fourth quarter, which was crazy? And it he just made no hope, man. He wanted man. I don't want. Of course, you say that, but yeah. you got to think about it. AD is our most productive player right now from the jump. Yeah, like he's literally like throughout the playoffs, his random. Single digit rebounding games People are going to hold against them Cool we got that But what did he do on the offensive end And affect the defensive end As a player He does that consistently Throughout the season And the playoffs And I feel like he's earned The finals MVP Not even just his first game But the rest of the series I already know how this is going to Play off for him He's not going to have Under 25 Like there's not going to be An average under 25 He started off strong He's going to stay strong But AD is a once in a millennial player and you cannot emulate him on any end of the uh court and hey, this man is he's to be Kareem Abdul Jabbar with handles and a jump shot which is crazy of course without the sky hook but man let's move this thing along courtside radio with the starting five man just a trio in tonight Philip Brown the stretch four we got our shooting guard Mr. Adapapi in the building and then our guest D Rice man uh say what's up to the people and let them know where they can find you at as far as social media and everything else uh, I'm D Rice uh, on, on Twitter, D Rice for three, uh, D R I C E F O R with the number three at the end, D Rice for three on Twitter, um, Jacktown Kane on Instagram, uh, Jacktown from Jackson, Mississippi, Kane from Miami Hurricane. So, you know, you know, just feel straight out. And I'm just my name on Facebook, uh, uh, Darius Rice. Uh, you'll see me with Horace Grant and all those guys. I'm doing, I'm doing a jump hook over a bunch of units. So you can. You see that? That's me. I answer all my social media. Yeah. Um, there ain't no robots or anything like that. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a lot of bots out there that you got to watch out for. Out That's how we got linked up. Say that again, Philip. We were commenting on Ronaldo Major's uh, post. And yeah. We was kind of going back and forth. I was like, this dude might know a little basketball, man. Let me let me throw out a little feeling. You know, out you know me and Ronaldo won a championship in uh, the G League 07. Hey, I, I looked that up today, baby. 07. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we won the, we won the G League my in 07. Actually, I had 52 in that game. He took, hit 11 threes. Oh. Hey, that's that's when it was the D League. Yep. Yeah, it was D League. Yeah. Yeah. They got hey, they got you up there with the uh NBA Development League Championship 07, baby. You got, you got to tell them you're a pioneer of this shit. Hey, that's I lit, man. We, we 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 paved the way for you guys now, man. Yeah, hey, they knew to this. You true to this. We, I, I was MVP making 20 grand in a whole season. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's crazy. Giving people buckets. Yeah, it's like, I'm giving all these buckets with the ducats. I need this money, I man. Buckets. I made more buckets than money I made. <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, hey, and that's crazy, man. But thank you for joining us, man. It's about to continue to go crazy. So we're going to go around the league. We talked about the Clippers a little earlier. Uh, so my question here is, where do the Clippers go next when it comes to their head coach? Uh, I'm going to throw out the name Ty Lu. I think he should just move him right up into it. But uh, you guys could chime in. Uh, D. Rice, who do you think the Clippers should go with? Or where do you, where do you think they're going to go when it comes to head coach? You know, uh, I like the Ty Lu idea, but then you got to deal with the, the Ty Lu force him out. You know what I'm saying? Because Ty Lu was the player's coach. You know, he was the, the background coach. You know, it's going to look real funny for him to just move up to that role. Like, you know, it's kind of going to look... You know, did he, did he pressure him to get out? Did he force him to get out? But I think uh, from his experience and his bond with the guys, I think that should be the move right now. I, I still I like Alvin Gentry, but I don't know where he's going to go, where he's going to land. Um, you know, pretty much that's it. You know, it's either Ty Lue or, or Bust, I think. Hey, remember Ty Lue? Remember Ty Lue did the same thing in Cleveland. It was David Blatt. Say, man, get him up out of here and won a ring. So I, I like the Ty Lue move. What about you, Phil? Where do you think the Clippers should go? I mean, it's hard for me to, to vote against Ty Lue. I don't really see any other person that can gather those type of players and lead those that lead those two superstars like Ty Lue can. He has experience with Brian. You know, he's well-respected around the league. He's played in the league. You know, like, like you were saying, he's a player's coach. So I don't see how they can find a better coach than him. So I think they just have to – I mean, I think that's the next logical spot. And as far as uh, him getting pushed out, I think – I thought that uh, PG and Kawhi got together with Bomber and they had a meeting and that's kind of when he got pushed out. So I feel like it's, it's, it was time to go. Seven years, no conference finals. You had enough talent. Two, three, one playoff exits. Anyway. Yeah, no. It was time to go. So, Mike, what, what you think about it? Uh, where, where do you think the Clippers should go? And uh, is Ty Lue the best fit? For me, I still – I'm not rocking with Ty Lue as much. I do understand what he's done as a coach in his short stem as a coach, but I will still give Mark Jackson a shot. I want to give Facts. this man now. Like I would definitely give Mark Jackson, who took Golden State to be a 50-win team and then got exited as a coach. I don't know if people still remember that. He took them to win their first 50-game season as in his tenure, and then he got booted out for Steve Kerr, who got chips right after. So you're going to tell me this great developer of talent and personalities where he can mend them and mesh them and control them and let them know, look, it's bigger than yourself right now. You gonna tell me this man still doesn't have a damn job? Yeah. Mark Jackson has been qualified. I People overlook him so much. You, know, you said what? A lot of politics in the NBA. That's man. what I'm Dilly, saying. Mark Jackson's Dilly. been blackballed for a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's like if you show me that, if you could tell me that this man's not a good coach, I can give you his track record, and he shows yeah, that he's been one. It's a lot of politics. It's a lot of stuff he's he's done that rubbed the wrong people the wrong way. Yeah, he was too real, too long. Yeah. Now, a lot and of people wasn't people wasn't rocking with that. And then his, you, his religious stuff too. That's true. I, I heard, can feel the religious that's stuff. Another big, that's another sixty percent of the problem, right? Yeah, there. true. So, and then you a black man having these issues where it's not your it's not even performance based. Because as a coach, damn it, I left on a fifty win team. I took Golden State to where they developed into a damn championship winning dynasty. True. That really was his team. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like he, he got booted up. out after he said as soon as they got 50 wins, he got booted out. Steve Kirk was the incumbent of a damn championship caliber squad. So you're going to yeah, tell me Mark, the man Mark who managed he yeah. managed those draft picks 
perfectly. He so, didn't outsource. Sometimes has, it happens like that. Because look at Doug Collins back in the day with the Bulls. Like I can see that. You could have kept Doug to like, all right, maybe I'll take that next step. But no, they went with Phil Jackson. Uh, and you know what happened that way. Yeah. Dale Harris was with the Lakers. He could have stayed maybe that extra year. But, you know, of course you go Phil to get that push. So sometimes it just happens. First of all, both of those uh, statements that you made, Phil was a problem. No. Phil said, <laughs> yeah. I, I got this. Don't worry about it. Fact. But still, Mark Jackson will be a very suitable candidate. And I feel like he will be downplayed if he does not yeah. get at least an interest hey, in the job. Hopefully, Ty Lue and Mark Jackson can get jobs. At least. At because least we need more black coaches in the NBA. But speaking of black coaches, Doc Rivers has moved on, found a new job. He's going to be mm-hmm. coaching the Philadelphia 76ers. I love this There for you go, NBA. Mike. Y'all got you one. <laughs> there you go. I looked away. I looked away. <laughs> But uh, no, I love this move for Philly. They get a coach that they're going to have to respect. He has a championship. He moves to the East. So where it's like It's the East Coast This is where you won Where you don't have to deal With these these big powers In the West So I, I love it What about you D-Rice You like the move For uh, yeah, Doc like Rivers the, move. the key the, the key to me With them is Embiid Man what is he gonna do um, I don't see him I don't care who you bring To coach Him and Ben Simmons Can't coexist You can't have You know They need more pieces Than them too. They need something One of those have to go You know I would get rid of One of them And keep, keep the other Because I don't think They can coexist And win there Man, you know, I like the coaching move, but I still think they have to split. To, to, to they have to split them up. What about you, Philip? You like the move? I agree with what he's saying. Based on you can have them both. It's just that you can't put the center as the focal piece. You know, he's not. He's not jokish. You know, he can't do all the stuff the jokes you do as far as passing. You can run the offense through him. No, nah, don't know? say that. I, I disagree with that. He's better. I think he's better than because he plays defense. But he's a guy who scores twenty five, gets about 10, 11 rebounds. He just doesn't have that guard play that to go with him. You know, you think have about, Murray. Think about the playoffs. Think about the playoffs when Embiid got the ball is stopped because he takes so long to make a move on the block. Then it got to a point where he's drifting too much from the three. Right. I, I hate that part of it. He can shoot all night. I won't even guard. He feels that. like he's a perimeter threat, and yeah. that's what hurts the Sixers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the typical, like, if he could go down back to the basket and, and get points that way, the typical center now that, you know, th- there is no centers in this game now. You got to be able to do more than just be a back to the basket type of guy. You can't run your offense through that type of guy. And B you know? can do all They're of like that. Stretch fours like Phillip Brown. Well, he that's what I'm saying. He's playing out. <laughs> that's, that's strength, really. He's not Shaquille and O'Neal, nobody. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no yeah, big man. Cool. It's all like Phillip Brown right think, now. I think, that's, I think that's coaching. I think Doc will be perfect because, first of all, they're going to listen to Doc because Doc is like, bro, I got a championship. I didn't coach players much better than you guys. You know what I'm saying? What I got Hall of Fame players you know, in my belt, nigga. Yeah, for you real. Know, I got Hall of Fame like, players. And who the fuck is you? Either y'all coach players better than you, so you got to listen. Hey, who the fuck is you? You got either, Hall of Fame under you? Hey, no. Either you gonna try, either you gonna listen in, or you gonna be out of here, and you gonna have to find a new way. And I think that they just needed that voice. You could tell Brett Brown they kind of like ran over and could you know did whatever they want to. But Doc is gonna give them more of a structure. And he's going to be hungry. He's like, man, they just fired me from a team that I possibly could have won next year with. So he's going to have to prove something. Or it could possibly be be his last job in the NBA, you know, as a, as a head coach for a while. So he's going to be with that mind state. So I think that this is just perfect for Doc and perfect for uh, Ben and those guys. And you, know that, you know what that reminds me of? He's going to set the standard of him being the HNIC. Oh yeah Like especially in the locker room I just feel like Doc is gonna like He's gonna demand respect Yep He was like look Young cats People who feel like You already established Cause you made an all star game My nigga cool 
So let me tell you how you get to Hall of Fame status. Yeah. Like the players I've coached. Let me tell you something. You're going to listen to me, and I can get you there. If not, do what you do, my nigga. You good at what you do, but you ain't about to win shit. He has to grab that locker room. That's what I'm saying. I see it coming early, too. The man respect. He can tame MB and bring him and what's the guy? I can't think. Ben Simmons? Yeah, Ben Simmons. He can bring them together, but I just... Unless, unless he can tame MB, just keep him on that block. Look, focus on being great here. We don't need you shooting out here. Get you that nigga there. off social media. His game will <laughs> elevate. I was zone them all day. I just, okay, you're going to stay out there, I'm going to zone you. Uh, and but I, the thing is, they have to take Embiid out of the middle so to create driving lanes for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot at all. So they're kind that, of. That's the line. issue. Ben Simmons that, is going to actually issue. have to be able to shoot, and that's going to open up yeah. the game. But uh, just just to move it He's along, he's not gonna get sucked into a jump shot, into a jump shot, and I mean the chicks don't want him up. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> into the jump shot. But uh, that's it's gonna be crazy. But uh, since we got Mr. Wubble a part of our show, Mr. Philip Brown, yes, sir. Uh, we got a shout out to the WNBA finals. Their finals start uh, tomorrow, Friday at four o'clock. Uh, Las Vegas Aces versus the Seattle Storm. Aces, of yeah, course, led by huh? Hmm. Seattle about to get his W. Seattle, no, I like Seattle too, but shout out to the MVP, uh, Asia Wilson's in there, Angel McCourty, and then, of course, Seattle Storm are led by Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. And the forever legend, the forever legend, um, Sue Bird, who is out there killing it. Uh, Top point guard, WNBA history, I say it now. No, that's too easy. That's what I'm saying. Sue Bird has to be. She has to be, huh? You got Alicia Clark, the defensive player of the year, too. Wait, which no, yeah, she was yeah, she, she was, was up there. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a great series. Like if you truly are a basketball fan, you will you will say, you know what, man, I'm gonna take time out and I'm gonna check out this uh WNBA run because it'd be some good fundamental basketball and you're gonna see the two best teams. So make sure you guys be on the lookout tomorrow at four o'clock. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a crazy series, man. So make sure you guys get ready. Um course our radio with the starting five here. Me, myself, Mike Kelter PG here with the shooting guard, Mr. Ida Poppy, Mike. Yes, sir. And then Mr. Downtown Phillip Brown, straight from the ATL. Through Zoom. I don't know where you be at when you record, Phillip. I'm like, man, what is Zoom is up to? Papa was a rolling stone. I was, one, Wherever he laid his hat was his home. Was his home. <laughs> this nigga be everywhere. Hey, cause one day he was just running, looked like he was in the woods or something. I'm like, what is he? Does he in Humble County? What you doing out there, man? That good, good. Man, get out of here. But then we got our guest, our guest D Rice, man. So hey, make sure you guys. We're gonna give you the social media again, so you guys can go and check out all his great work and everything that he's done, and check him out. He's a, can we say a G League legend? Am I right? Man, I'm, I'm a, that's what they call me, man. They call me the, the legend. They better put respect <laughs> on it, goddamn it. Yeah. Better know. Put some, hey, put some respect on D his name. Rice in this bitch. Hey, but uh, this is my favorite time of the show, and when it comes to Thursday, courtside Thursdays, uh, where I get to have some fun and just just speak that real. It's the uh, hating ass Michael segment. So let me make sure I give y'all a little bit of that hate, baby. Oh man, hate, hate. Yes, sir. So, Michael the PG here with the Hating Ass Michael segment. Just to give it to you, and we we didn't record Monday. Um, you know, we kind of got a break because we've been grinding, doing this thing Monday, Thursday, every day. And I had to see my Chiefs uh, serve. 
um, than Ravens. I know Mike probably scoped yeah. it because that's yeah. what we do. But man, I sure missed that game. I sure missed it. Huh? It was it wasn't an eye catcher, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but man, this week who I'm hating on are two people. First, I'm gonna start off with Tory Lanes. So I, I couldn't get to him on Monday with our coaching news, but I can go here. I just can't believe that this dude dropped his album at the time that he did. And then he had the nerve to go on this album and to, to diss these women. And he mm. dropped. And J.R. Smith. And J.R. Smith. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, you you just shot someone, you know. <laughs> Literally, nigga. Yeah, who, and it's Meg the Stallion who you actually shot, which is, come on, man. She's too, she's too hot to do anything to her. But then you come out and you drop this album where you're like, Dissing her in the situation and then dissing the 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 women who had her back. He wasn't qualified to get the WAP. Hey, clearly that hey, that's probably what it was, but you go on your album and you're dissing Asia Doll, Dream Doll, JoJo, mm-hmm. Kilani, and then you even getting that made like Bruh. I don't know what that guy's issue was, but he's five three. That's his it, issue. That's has, what it is. He has Napoleon complex maxed out right now. Man, but it was just I just couldn't believe it. Like, did this guy really just drop this album on the day that um, Breonna Taylor's um, court issue uh, happened to where, you know, she was she was cheated, her and her family. Everybody was cheated. But, man, Tory Lanez, come on, man. Your team got to know better than that. He may have the lowest sales that he ever had when I it hope. comes to uh, his first week. And then, of course, I have to go in on the debate. I don't know if, uh, Mike, if you're a big debate guy, but I'm not too much of a fan of it. It's, to me, it's people arguing back and forth, talking about the past mm-hmm. and all these different things. Um, and I, I just don't rock with it. But um, And then Donald Trump. Donald Trump refusing to condemn white supremacy was just like over the top for me when it came to the debate. So I have to hate on you, Tory Lanez, for you dropping that album when you did. Dissing those women. Uh, let it go, man. You should have waited. Your team is terrible because they should have had you wait till the end of the year where you could at least done an interview and got stuff out where people maybe would have sympathy for you. And then to Donald Trump in that debate, grow up, man. You're not allowing your candidate to talk. And then when you get a chance to... Refuse and to condemn um, white supremacy, you you shy away from it. So stand by. Hey, that that's who I'm hating on this week um, when it comes to this hating ass Michael segment. Uh, Philip uh, D. Rice, what you guys take on? Uh, first of all, Tory Lanes and then Donald Trump in the debate. If y'all have any words at all, man, I, I, I don't really care about the Tory Lanes drum. I ain't into all that crap. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was just laughing at the point where him and J.R. Smith got into that was kind of funny. No, yeah, <laughs> that was deaf. Hilarious. Kind of Shot him out on on the record too. He did. Oh, that's what I'm saying on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I but, just uh, like I just feel like his team was like, "What are y'all doing? Y'all let this guy put this." He dropped the yeah. album on Bri- on the, uh, the 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 day that of Breonna Taylor's uh, you know the court day, and it's like, come yeah, on, it man. Makes, it makes no sense. That's why I'm like, I, I I can't fool with that, man. You know it is. He wanted it is. to draw attention, but it was definitely the wrong attention <laughs> yeah. that he got because it seems past petty. You just ignorant to the fact of what's going on past your yeah. own situation. You dumb little motherfucker. <laughs> Fact. You know, and, the, and the Donald Trump and Biden that that was the funniest. I would have paid for that. That you could have charged me thirty nine ninety nine. I would have paid for that one. 
That was hilarious to me. Uh oh. No, nah, yeah. That that Donald Trump, he ate he and he had the nerve to shout out, I brought the NFL back, which is like, what? I just I, I just dropped my head when he said that. Like, are you serious? Hey, and man. Biden called him a clown. I was like, yo. No, I, I didn't catch the debate, but I know kids. they are two dumbass old individuals <laughs> who are not going to argue like some little ass kids on national TV. Hey, man. So it's crazy. So, hey, that's that's this week's um, Hating Ass Michael segment. Tory Lane, shame on you and your team. And Donald Trump, come on, man. You got to do better than that. So let me make sure y'all get some of this hate oh, right here, man. man. Hey, hey, And let me tell y'all something. While the hate is happening, we had a special guest hop in. Hey, so we had somebody Just, we had somebody pop in. I don't know where he at. Hawaii. Is he in he, He's international Pay? with it, you know. He's somewhere, but it looks is that women dancing behind him, but he got a nice background, Arriba, my nigga. But Mr. <laughs> Mr. The the five himself, the uh, DJ on the ones and twos, but he's not on the ones and twos today, Bruce. What's the deal, man? Yeah, man, I don't hear no music going. What's going on? <laughs> man, hey, the music is playing, man. What you don't don't come here trying to it's hate there, on me. Yeah, we trying. You do that What's happening, everybody? What's here celebrating good, the Laker man. win? Yeah, yeah. Hey, we on need vacation you. for the whole series, huh? Hey, Sancho Pay, you feel me? For the whole series, huh? I might as well. It's gonna be quick. You're gonna be quick. It's gonna be quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be quick. <laughs> hey, leave now. Hey, the series is over with. Hey, man, the series might be. <laughs> hey, when it might be over? What Tuesday? Tuesday? Hey, who's gonna be Tuesday? back during the parade? Don't worry about it. He'll they be back for the parade. Tuesday. Hey, so we gonna have to set up a, a boot. At the parade, so people know that we there, and we gonna be there, Liddy with Henny and everything we need. It's a situation. We gonna have people you know come it. through, and hey, make sure y'all tap in to the show. But take you a shot before you know you keep going down the street, and we just gonna take over that parade. Hey, Michael, shots up, shots up, shots up, Michael. <laughs> just cause you said it, big dog. Hey, in the so, stew. So we in the stew, and this guy got the cavassier. So I'm gonna have to take this shot real quick. Oh, it's going down. But hey, first, I didn't bring the Henny today. We, we doing the live with the cavassier. If y'all ever seen Ladies Man, exactly. If y'all ever seen Ladies Man, which is one of my favorite movies, Cavassier was his drink. Cavassier, yeah, yeah. That do it to it fluid. You feel me? Hey, and that was a classic. So just to move this thing along, Courtside Radio with the starting five, man. My guy Bruce then hopped in from Sancho Pay or wherever he is. I'm up in Tahoe. I'm up in Tahoe. Okay, okay. And then we got, of course, Philip Brown. We never know where he is, so. Shout out to that he guy. He's a traveling man. He's a Roman man. And then in the studio with me is my guy, the shooting guard, uh, Mike Misada Pappy. And then we joined by our guest, Mr. D. Rice, man. So, hey, it's Liddy. So, last week we talked about players that we felt that under that we felt underachieved. That people was like, this guy should have been an all-star, but it just didn't happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, you know, people were disappointed in all ways. But now... This week, I want to talk about players that exceeded expectations and um, who, like, w- which guys do we think that coming in, maybe they had a little bit of buzz and you like, man, I don't know if this guy going to be good or not, but they kind of blew you out, blew you out the door. Um, so we'll start with our guest, uh, D. Rice, while I take this Cavassier shot. Man, next. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to take the shot, though. Hey, some, some oh, you'll be all right. Up, I got him. I got him. He'll be all right. <laughs> 
We got Eminem in the building today. Hey, but hey, but think about D. Rock. Think about some guys that came into the league that you were like they you, they said their name, and you were just like, ah oh, man, they, I don't see that, and they just like blossomed to become something that you know, all multiple all stars and things like that. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start recent. I'm just gonna work my way back a little bit. I'm gonna start this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna start with a draft pick. I'm gonna start with Tyler Harrow this year. Oh yeah, he was a 13th pick. If you redraft it now, I guarantee you pick him top five. People did not realize he was going to be that good. And I called it last year. I knew he was going to be pretty good, man. But um, just guys that, that I've played with, that I've seen, um, that actually turned out pretty good. Um, you know, I was with Kawhi when when uh, I was in the Spurs training camp when Kawhi was there. And Dope. I didn't realize that he was going to be who he is now. Because hey. with, he couldn't shoot a lick. A lick. The Spurs, the Spurs paid a shooting coach to come into San Antonio. And he used to shoot with him by himself on a, just on the side, go by himself every day, every day, every day. Dude had tremendously long arms, hands. He had potential, but he was like, this guy, you know, he can't really ball. That nigga play defense, that's it. Hey, and I saw know, him at San Diego State. Uh, yeah. When he played at Long Beach State, because I was stiff ass I shot. was there, and I was just like, and I saw him, and I was just like, oh, he's solid. And at the end of the year, I'm like, yeah. he a lottery pick? I was like, bro, he is <laughs> not that guy. That, bro. Yeah, like I was like, he's just solid. You know, he's not gonna be great. But then you look at him now; he's people consider him the top five. I'm like, no, nah, he's not that good, but he's up there. You know, he's, yeah. Uh, I did not see him, you know, blossom to what he is. Um, uh, other guys, man, it's so many to name. I could I could do this all night. Man. <laughs> Let us know, big dog. Let us know. Get a few. Get a few of them. Give me one guy that you really was like, man. This dude is trash. And next thing you know, just this got crazy game and just became a one of those names. Hmm, let me see. Let me see. Let me. Oh, see, we could come back to you if you want. Yeah, yeah, come back to me, man. I can, okay. I, I'm telling you, I can come back with lists of all kinds of stuff. So, man. hey, before I pass it to my guys, I had Kawhi because, like I said, I saw him at San Diego State, and I kept telling people, even when he won the Finals MVP, like, dude, this dude is not a great offensive player. He can play defense. I'm like, but he's not a great offensive player. And now, man, he got multiple championships as uh, the face of the Clippers. He totally proved me wrong because I I thought he was just gonna be a great defender and and that's it. But two guys I'm gonna mention that played together, um, that both of them individually I was just like I don't know I don't see it as far yeah. as greatness and that'd be the Splash Brothers like Steph Curry I saw him at Davidson but I was just like man I don't think this is gonna translate to the NBA. And if you would have told me him being drafted I believe the ninth pick after Johnny Flynn Ricky Rubio and those guys that he would be a multiple MVP. With three championships, I'd be like, you are out of your mind. Like, this guy is too frail. He has bad ankles. Like, he's not going to be able to be that. But to be an MVP, the only unanimous MVP ever is Steph ever. Curry. I would have. I was a Warrior fan because I, I went to the same high school as Monte Ellis, you know. Okay. Shout out Monte, Monte man. Ellis, True. Yeah. Monte Ellis was that guy. Like, you know, when I graduated Lanier High School, Monte came. And, you know, Monte was playing with us in the fifth grade. I like, this kid going to be special, folks. I didn't like Steph because when Monte was there, Steph was always hurt. Yeah. You never knew what Steph was going to give us. True. So imagine, you know, if he was Steph Curry when Monte was averaging 30. Yeah. Oh, goodness, man. That, Monte could have had at least a chance. I'm mad at Steph because he didn't give my boy Monte a chip. Nah, nah for <laughs> real. And and then and, uh, and Devin Booker, man, like I, I've watched Devin Booker. Took my uh, took my person. Yeah, <laughs> Books from Mississippi too down here by me. And at the time, if you remember, if you know your basketball, Malik Newman was the guy. Malik yeah. Newman was the number one guy. In the he, go? he was nice. He, he was went nice. to Kansas. 
Yes, he went. He went to Mississippi State, which was wrong. He should have gone to Kansas first year. Yeah, but Malik Newman was no one player to stay. Four time state champ. Booker flew under the radar. Flew under the radar. No one. And I kept telling guys, Booker is the pro. Malik's not the pro. Booker is the pro. And look at him now, man. You know, Malik's going overseas, struggling to get, can't get in the NBA. And Booker, two hundred million dollar man. No, yeah. Booker's still mad. He didn't make the playoffs after leading his team eight known. And then, even though uh, then my other guy would be Clay Thompson, I just I saw him at Washington State, and I was just like, uh, I didn't see I didn't see anything. I was like, okay, he can shoot it, so he's gonna be a good role player. But the fact yeah. that he became an All Star, I still don't think he can dribble, but he just maximized what he can do, which is defend. And he's like probably the greatest three and D guy ever if you like really look at it. And he's he just six, six points on five dribbles. You ain't got to dribble. <laughs> Oh yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. And I, I just didn't see it. Seeing him at Washington State, I was just like, man, I don't see what these guys are talking about. But hey, he he proved me wrong. But the Splash Brothers for sure. And I guess you could throw uh, Paul George coming from Fresno State. I was like, I don't know Fresno oh, State. Wait a minute, you only only somebody. player I know good from there is Skip to my Lou, and that's a long, long time ago. So oh, got a lot to prove I let my I let my two I'm go there. No, hey, fact. So, um, Philip or Bruce, one of you guys could take it. Is there a guy or two that you thought coming in? Oh, he won't be that and just surprise you? I just wanted to tap in on uh, Tyler Hero. That's the effect of going number 14 to a solid and good organization as opposed to being the guy and going number one and and trying to carry. Like, he was able to flourish and develop. And then you you really get to see what he's capable of doing. But I guess, like, the guy that I want to do is the guy that brought in, that ushered in, like, the... The undersized power four. You got to go with Draymond Green. Nobody saw him being a starter in the okay. league. Or, okay. You know, star. You really didn't uh, even see an undersized six seven, six six guy. You know, really dominating like he does in all aspects of the game. Defensively, he's guarding seven footers. You know, they run offense through him. He's averaging triple doubles with uh, assists. You know, he's getting you know a couple buckets. You know, he's still shooting like he got a backpack on. But you know, other than that, you know. You know, like I didn't see him coming out and being a you know three-time champion, you know all-star and all the all the accolades that he has. So that's what. Put, put him on another team. You think he's that good? No, exactly. Yeah, he nope. just uh, he just uh, he's fitting that role. Um, hey, but that's part of it. Like you got to be grabbing really? by the right people in the right time in the right situation. Like that's you got to get lucky on so many different levels to make it to make it actually to the NBA and be I'm a thirty years old. I will go kill Draymond right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> 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 hey, so Bruce, you got you got a player or two that you just felt just like pretty much, man, this guy overachieved. Like I did not expect it. Easy call from the playoffs this year, Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. I like he went like what, 15, 16, something like that. Yeah, he was like a late he lottery pick. Would have also been one of mine. And uh, also, what pick did Jamal Murray go? Because he didn't go that high either, did he? Yeah, no, he where, where did he come from? No, nah, yeah. <laughs> Straight from Kentucky. He hey, the crazy part is, I saw Canada. him late night basketball. It was like the uh, like underage, um, like I guess their Olympics or whatever they call it. But it was basketball, and I was like, "Who the is this kid from Canada going crazy?" <laughs> talking about the seventeen and under. Yeah, seventeen and under. Yeah. I was like, "Who is this kid going crazy?" And it ended up be, being Jamal Murray. I'm like, "Damn!" I, I was looking like, "This dude about to be the next best player." How he was looking out there. I got two for you. Man, for real. But you got it, Bruce. Yeah, that was it. I had uh, Jamal Donovan, of course, D-Book, and also Bam. We got Bam flourishing right now in the playoffs. He's another one. It's a lot of these young kids, you know, they're finding talent in the draft pretty much between 15 and 30 
that you didn't used to find, you know, like True. to where like these guys are coming out and performing like superstars, not just basic role players. I mean, you're getting like franchise players like late in drafts right now, like yeah, out of the lottery. The game is so different now, man. Yeah, like, man. It, sure it wasn't like that back then. Like you could play, anybody could play today, man. The game is up tempo now. He's going 140, 150 points. It's yeah, and if, no, you, if no you're willing to go put the work super, in. Yeah, it's no super, if, yeah, you're right, but it's no like dominant, you know, it's never, we're not going to see LeBron James again. We're never going to see a Jordan. We're not going to see those type of guys. We probably would never see another LeBron. True. But all these guys now are, you know, they've been on AAU teams together. They're yeah, they've been training players. for it. Yeah, they, they, they train different now. They're different. That's right. true. So hey, I'm gonna go. Oh, you got my. I'm gonna go through my list. It's gonna be. It's a short list. I'll go ahead, Phil. My bad. I'm just saying that shows you the elevation of the game. Now you can go get talent. You know, in the end of the first round. You know that that used to not be the the case. You know, it was only like top 15 guys who were actually you know seriously going to make the NBA and stay in the league. Now you know, like you're saying, everybody's playing together AAU. Everybody's getting certified trainers. They're getting the best training mm-hmm. they can get. You know, that's taking you know a mid major guy that would have been a mid major guy. Now he's a high D, you know, high D one guy, and he's getting drafted. You know, so it shows the level of basketball going up with these, with these younger kids coming in. Speaking of that, which is a great segue, I my small list starting off will be with Dame Lillard. Because a lot of people had him coming out of Weber State under, not even just underachieving, but they didn't see the potential in Dame. So then after he did produce, he was underappreciated as a top tier point guard for many a seasons. Then we have D-Book, as my man said, but it was like he was my original pick because D-Book showed up and showed out early. And then he said, as, what I can do as a scorer and as a basketball player, I can help any team. He proved that with a sorry ass Phoenix Suns. Night in and night out Without the bubble having to be there And then another one I had also For longevity For some of the players that came out of high school Straight from high school to the league If people in LA you might know this name Amir Johnson He was in the league longer than most people actually expected No, yeah, That's yeah, a low key one I played against him yeah. Oh, Amir, yeah, so that's like He was one of the people coming from McDonald's All-American straight to the league Because he was which, at Santa Monica High Then he went to Westchester Yeah, Westchester to straight to the Detroit Pistons yeah. And he was one of the first people that I saw As a young age from Cali that was like Okay, you know what? What can you do in the league? He showed he was a rebounds, blocks, and catch lobs type cat but then his extension throughout playing up until 2019, the 2018-2019 season, I said, bro, your actual stint in the league lasted longer than most people gave you credit for. Nah, what dude. you are consistently as a player lets you know that, hey, coming out of high school, I wasn't stupid. I just wasn't ready for the big lights on the top level of being a, like I'm about to be the star. He said, I've got the talent. Just let me work myself up. So if you got Dame Book and a longevity of Amir Johnson, those people were underrated and underappreciated, and they did more than what people gave them the credit to do. Hey, longevity—that's big. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, I had. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Trevor Reason. I can still see our our uh, pre-draft workout together. I'm like, dang, he's still in the league. That nigga did. <laughs> hey, he did they did give hey, him 52 Trevor. to uh, LeBron hey, in so high school. I'm gonna say another. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, LeBron went crazy against him. But I'm gonna say my high school teammate. Uh, you could also say like like Russ. Like Russ yeah, because yeah. come being in high school when I looked at Russ. Jordan Formal was that guy at Taft. He was killing. Mm-hmm. He was crazy. I remember and that. He was like the 19th pick to the Lakers. So me looking at Russ, I'm like, okay, Russell got game. But when he gets to UCLA, it's like, okay, that's big time. I was like, at best, he's going to be anywhere from 20 to the 40 range as far as pick. 
Mm-hmm. He just plays crazy his, his sophomore year, becomes the fourth overall pick. But even then, it was kind of like, all right, he going to be a good second fiddle guy. But if you would have told me that he was going to average three straight years of triple, triple doubles nobody and an MVP, I would be like, man, y'all clearly don't watch basketball. What I the hell are you talking about? Season. I remember that. No, yeah. In the summer league. No one even knew who he was. Ben Howland held him back so much. Offensively, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. offensively. He, but you got to think about him. it. When he was when he got recruited to go to UCLA, he won. I still remember this. He they won a game off his steal and a dunk. They were down by one. He got a steal with the last ten seconds and got a dunk, and they no, won the he, damn game. He was nice. So, hey, D Rice, you got one more guy you can mention? Uh, no, I'm good on it. I'm, you good? I, I, yeah, I'm good right now. Uh, you know, I, I just be thinking of the guys, you know, I came out with, you know, like I said, like 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 a reason. Like we were in the same workout, you know, together. And I was like, man, he's trash. I destroyed him. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? But I know he, he did. He was three years younger than me or whatever. Um, I, I just got to get a shout out to my guy, Vince, man. I remember uh, when Vince Sanity first, when he was in Carolina, man, I was sitting there as a young cat, man. I'm I'm like, man, look at this guy from Carolina. I want to be like him. He's jumping over everybody. I did not know he would play four decades of basketball. Man, what? <laughs> man. You know, you know, he was second fiddle to Tracy McGrady at one point. Right. No, oh, Toronto? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you didn't. I didn't. I, I think he was going to always just be that second fiddle guy. This dude lasted 20, what, 22 years, 20 years? Yeah, play, mm-hmm. play forever, man. I thought he was, I thought he was going to die in the NBA. Bro, 78 years old. Bro, he done played since the 90s. Hey, still bro. on the team. So it's crazy, man. But hey, courtside radio. Now we get into uh, the nitty gritty, the, the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But before we go, we always got to make sure that we get our uh, Throwback Thursday Player of the Weekend. Uh, D Rice, our Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. We, we bring up a player to remind the people, like, hey, it's, it was other guys that was nice, whether they're from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000 eras. Uh, so let's, let's get this thing started with our Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. Yeah. Know what it is? How Dr. Dre used to come in? Oh yeah, he used to oh, come yeah. with that. <laughs> Throwback was... player of the week. Michael got some fuego for you. So uh, you know what we do? Fuego. So let me get right to it. Uh, let me see if y'all know who this player is. Let me see. It. Let me see y'all basketball knowledge. You too, D Rice. So this guy, uh, he was a first round pick, seventh pick overall, 1995. Uh, guard from the University of Arizona. Who, uh, he was a 1995-96 rookie of the year. Uh, career averages 13 points, 3.5 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, he was drafted by the Toronto Raptors in 95, 7th overall pick. You know who that is, D-Rice? Oh, man, I should know this. <laughs> what, what school he went to? Arizona. Arizona. I, I went to Richard Jefferson, but I'm like, nah, that ain't Richard Jefferson. Who was that? I know. I can see him. I can see him. I can is it. No, nah, he went to Cal. Bibby or the Arizona? Nah, not Mike Bibby. No, not Bibby. Because I think he was much older. Uh, was he older than this guy? Maybe not. But man, uh, if, if y'all I can't figure this out, I got y'all. The player <laughs> is none other than uh, the rookie of the year, 95, 96, 5'10 guard. Mighty Mouse, Damon Stoudemire, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, Damon Stoudemire, who was, he was nice, especially at Toronto, yeah. man. He, 
He came in balling uh, rookie year. He averaged 19 uh, points, one steal, uh, nine assists, four rebounds. The next year, 20 points, uh, 1.5 steals, uh, nearly nine assists again, four rebounds. Uh, he came in balling right away. So he he's known for his years in Toronto. And then, of course, with Portland. Portland. I know him for Portland. Yeah, with that great yeah, I team. I Portland. That's what I kept thinking. Yeah, he, man, with that great team. But you got any words on his game? How, how you feel about uh, Damon Stoudemire, D-Rice? You know, he, he was one of those tough, scrappy guards. You know, back then, guards were just so tough, man. I don't, and that's what I say from the 90s and that era, you know, 80s, 90s. So now the guards not that tough no more. You know, a lot of handshake, a lot of defenses, you know, he played a little different back then, but he had that toughness about it. You know, he played, like you said, from Arizona. He, he was always going to be that tough little guard, man. But uh, I, I still remember him shoot the ball, get to the basket, had, had a little bit of everything in his bag. No, I agree. Y'all got any words on it? Split pack. <laughs> Split cat, bro. He used to hit people with, literally take you off the dribble, make you look stupid. But he had yeah. the ability to hit that J, and it was smooth. Like, but hey, you know, random. He used to surprise people with his random ass dunks. No, yeah, that's he the random real, dunks he used quick, to get. Like, oh, it was like, damn, when'd you get up there that quick? I'm already down. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Two points, two points. We we back on defense. We back on defense. <laughs> But man, crazy Philip uh, Bruce, y'all got any words about Mighty Mouse? He was a player I looked up to. I was always small. He was small, and he came in the league killing with them. Still small with the yeah, fire jerseys. You, <laughs> you set me up for that. <laughs> Did you play with Celine, his, his little brother? Celine? Oh uh, no, yeah, I know Celine. Celine was nice. Yeah, yeah, Celine was the truth. But that, I thought he was going, you know, be just like him. But yeah. He didn't, I like that. That's but yeah, like, nah, they Arizona for a stretch had guards because you had, um, of Gilbert course, Arenas, you had Bibby, you had uh, Simon, you had um, Celine Stoudemire, you had Mustafa Hassan Shakur, Adams yeah, Hassan Adams, you know Gilbert. Like they had, they had some guards, and Damon was That's like, the guard, not this year, with the red hair. Oh, you talking oh, uh, about uh, Feria or what's his name? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I forgot his name. Um, Ah, the white cat with the uh, no, with the, he had he had bounce, he had a little bit of bounce, but yeah, he's a solid. Oh, he's about Manion, yeah, Nico, Nico Manion, Nico yeah, Manion, yeah, and yeah. Nico can play, but um, yeah, man, uh, man, we think we got to give a major shout out to our guy D Rice for joining us. Most hey, 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 drop the social media tags again so the people can know where to find you at. Yeah, Jacktown Kane on Instagram, J A C K T O W N C A N E from Jackson, Mississippi, and Miami Hurricane. I just put them together. And I'm D Rice for three on Twitter. D Rice F O R the number three. So you can find me there on Facebook. It's just my name. You'll see me. Uh, like I said, I'm there. It's no robots. It's me. He <laughs> left the fact. U in 04 to go get buckets in the U in the league. Y'all know get what it is. From the U, baby. That, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, I saw that. Hey Bruce, you've been quiet. What's up, man? You ain't got nothing to tell the people. Nah, man, I'm out here chilling, celebrating. You know, Lakers up one zero. I really have nothing to say. It speaks for itself. Nah, Nigga, we in there. Check on your Clipper fans. No, That's facts. Hey, check so, on your Clipper fans. Hey, so Sancho Pay, man. You gonna have to tell us about it, uh, Sancho Pay, man. Once you get back, man, because ah, man, you know I can't, you know I can't talk about what goes on. You know what, what happens there stays there, and we go got it yeah, going up. Man, goddamn it. I put a little IG for you. That's about it. Hey, for sure. Hey, got, I know got like a slideshow or something. Yeah, he <laughs> got, got a little something for you. He got to show us something. Hey, but we thank you guys so much. We thank everybody for tuning in, uh, showing us love. Say that again, uh, Philip. Our son, D-Rice, to plug his radio show. Oh, yeah, plug your oh, show, yeah, man. Most we, so we, uh, we got uh, ESPN uh, 105.9 in Mississippi, uh, ESPN Talker Sports Radio on Tuesday nights. Uh, if you do it, uh, ESPNTalkerSports.com. 
Um, you know, we on Tuesday nights, we just talk sports, uh, a lot of SEC stuff. It's, it's local down here in Mississippi. Uh, you know, I've been there for like three years now. I'm trying to branch out, do my own thing lately, but that's where to be. If you uh, go online, it's live streamed at six o'clock central time on Tuesday night. Yes, sir. From the sip. Hey, so make sure you you tap in because I know for sure my, me and my guys gonna tap in, man. Most but, uh, yeah. Mike, anywhere, any more words? You about to be out this thing? I got a few. Just uh, appreciate all the black people out here doing great things. Stay positive. Mental health is a trueness that you must do, and uh, stay live. Stay true to yourself, and let's get this money, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, and Mike Kelly PG. My final words is be safe out here. Uh, take care of one another. Especially us black folks But everybody man Love one one another man L-O-V-E Is key man And if we can do that No matter what race What face you have uh, it's gonna, It makes everything That much better But from Courtside Radio uh, To our guy D. Rice man We just wanna say Peace out man Much love to y'all Hey catch y'all Monday We're gonna be talking about The mm-hmm. Lakers being up 3-0 And it's gonna be lovely baby Peace Yo